Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I love it, actually. I mean, I love it because it shows the tenacity that you have out there on the field. I mean, of course, we don't want to get penalized for it or make a, a bad mistake that it costs us the game, but just having that hunger, everybody's emotions high, everybody's their mentality, dog mentality, just bringing the best out of each other. I mean, it's iron sharpening iron in there. So, I mean, we know heated situations are going to happen. It's football. So, I mean, just not being, not getting too carried away in those moments to where it hurt, hurt the team and affect the team and also hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is going to be a fun-filled show here today because it's a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. So anything and everything in the sports world that you want to talk about, Let's react to it. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter at Neighbors. And today, we're going to have uh, some Razorback Fall Camp updates, once again, from Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com. Uh, he'll talk to us about the scrimmage on Saturday, even though uh, media and public were not allowed to, to check it out, but still had some news coming out from that, so we'll get to that with him. Also have Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio joining us in the 3 o'clock hour, as it is Officially week zero for college football. So I know some excitement is going to be surrounding that. And we're going to talk about some other things in national sports. We'll hear some audio from Sam Pittman, K.J. Jefferson, and Trajan Jeffcoat. But uh, here we are, 12 days away from Razorback football. But uh, with uh, it being week zero and actually having college football starting up, maybe it's not uh, the full-fledged game week here in the state of Arkansas for some. But uh, nonetheless, it's still uh, college football game week, which... You know, it's kind of a nice little precursor heading into some of your favorite teams starting up and playing out. Yeah, we get a couple of games coming up this weekend, but then jump right into it the following week, starting on Thursday and going through Labor Day weekend and going through Labor Day. Mm, It's almost like a a little tease of the full swing of it all, and then boom, right there before you know it, you got a bunch of a bunch of different games on different nights and just celebrating the entire Labor Day weekend the right way. But you know, it kind of reminds me in a way of. Uh, and I'm sure this is done on purpose, it's like mirroring or rhyming with the last week of the regular season. Because you think about the Thanksgiving weekend, you have games on Thanksgiving and college football and like, rivalry games and Friday nights or Friday, you know, we have games and then Saturday even. I don't think it goes into Sunday and Monday because of the NFL going and, you know, not, not really competing, but uh, it's just kind of how it's bookmarked there where they want the, most of their college football games or at least a lot of their marquee games going on uh, over a long period of time, and just all instead of all just having it on Saturday and trying to knock it out. Well, it's like having the appetizer, the entree, and then yeah. having dessert. So that's kind of what it is. They want to spread it out because they're getting everybody ready for it, and you don't want to just jump full in on one day and try to space it out that way. You you want to uh, you want to give everybody opportunities to watch games across the board that they normally wouldn't be able to watch. Yeah, especially with uh, you know knowing those holidays can sometimes be surrounded by food. Thanksgiving especially, but even 
Labor Day uh, can, can have that as kind of like the last hurrah of summertime uh, for those people going on the lakes or going on vacation and having that three-day weekend. Uh, that's that's what that's about. But uh, it's just nice to be able to have it. And ha- nice to have college football back in full swing once these games get kicked off, even if they're not uh, some of the most marquee games. They're still games nonetheless and featuring some teams that will be of interest. So uh, really looking forward to that and, and talking about that and diving into it uh, as well. Uh, as we know, throughout the week it will be an exciting time. But want to remind everybody that with the being 12 days away, which, by the way, when we play that game of 12, Arkansas doesn't really have that many because it's a retired number for number 12. So, uh, well, we got to give it up to the person it's retired for. Yeah, Steve Little, there you as, go. Uh, who's, of course, a, a phenomenal kicker, but originally was retired for Ware Schnoover way back when. <clears throat> he was like a uh, five athlete. I don't know what you call it, five athlete. It's not a triathlete or quad athlete. Oh, five would be when you're five when you do Quinn. five different sports. Quinn, Quinn athlete. There you go. So he was one of those and was all American in like three of them. So really incredible. And then I believe the story goes that that number was retired. And then when Steve Little came up on, he asked where Schnuver if he could wear that number, and he allowed him to. Approved, yeah. And so That's he wore good. number twelve. Uh, so he had a well, one of the great kickers and one of the great players in Razorback history. Twelve days away, but uh, you know the thing is, is even in Arkansas history. Uh, as football team, 12 may not have as much of a significance as far as many players because of it's retired, but I think in the NFL, the number 12 is uh, pretty synonymous with a few players. TB. TB 12. TB 12. And he's the most recent, but there have been some iconic 12s throughout the years. Joe Namath, Terry Bradshaw, and a number of others that could be mentioned. He won't be this year, but even Aaron Rodgers. You know, he was, he was number 12. He'll be number 8 this year. But, uh, yeah, number 12 is uh, pretty popular in, in NFL and in quarterbacks and some of the all-time greats wearing that. So. There was a pretty funny photo put out about Tom Brady here recently where he was taking his daughter and her friends to a concert, and uh, people were making comments. They're like, way to be incognito with the TB12 hat on because he had the hat on. But he's, uh, the photo was taken, and, of course, it's going to generate a bunch of buzz. And he even commented on the photo where he said, the most dad photo you could ever see where it's me taking my daughter and her friends to a concert. Mm. Was it a Taylor Swift concert? I just assumed it probably it was. It wasn't Taylor Swift. Uh, I can't remember exactly who uh-huh. it was. Yeah, well, it was. it's it's funny because when you said that you had the hat on and being incognito, you know, like, hey, he's about the brand, baby. He knows he knows what it's like. He knows, he's, he knows how to market it and make sure everybody knows that not only they see Tom Brady, but they see Tom Brady with his TB12. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. And then you had, of course... Uh, you know, thinking about uh, it was for Blackpink. It was a group. Should I? I'm about to say, should I know who Blackpink is? I know who Pink is, but I've never heard of Blackpink though. So yeah, they have a couple of songs out. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, it's shocking that I may not know uh, a band that uh, he's taking his daughters to go see. But I mean, I can't keep up with half the music, anyways. My nephew went to, or has been talking about some sort of artist that apparently started on TikTok, got famous, and now they got a bunch of songs out. So there are a lot of those stories. Yeah, that was uh, that's that's the thing too. Uh, so, but. Uh, also, a few. Also, thank you for those who are texting on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Clyde Scott. That's my bad. Yeah, Clyde Scott was uh, was the number twelve that it was retired. So thank you. Wait, who, yeah. who? Who did we say? I said Ware Schnoover. I thought it was Ware Schnoover. I thought that was the case. <laughs> I thought it was. I was going off of my memory, and I probably should have double checked that. But apparently, Ware I was Schnoover. wrong. Yeah, that was so his what nickname. number did he wear then? Uh, see, now I'm having to look it up because now I'm like nervous that I completely botched it and like said that somebody you probably wore like 98. Yeah, probably something that's like completely like. Uh, all right, let's see. Where's Schnoover? Yeah, here we go. He was. Uh, yeah, well, of course he's playing back. I guess before they actually had official numbers, so I can't see the jersey on it. But anyways, he was a he was an All American football player. He's the first official All American football player from Arkansas. So. Uh, I thought that was it. My apologies out there to uh, to Clyde Scott. Let, let him know, but uh, that just goes to show you that uh, I don't know my history and uh, and those things. But yeah, thanks for uh, looking out for me. Uh, but yeah, it's we know with uh, with Razorback football too. You know, we're going to hear from Sam Pittman and some of the updates. I, I don't know if anybody else watched the full press conference for Sam Pittman, but I the vibe I got was just after the scrimmage on Saturday. It just seemed like he's kind of to the point where everybody's at, like. I don't know what you want me to say. Like we're we're getting better, things are improving, but you know you can ask me, but and we'll, we'll maybe talk. It's almost like, hey, I'm done with this. Well, no one wants to talk anymore. Let's just get this going. Like no one wants to talk about the get the the practices or we you don't know, hear about. Hey, how's the backup tight end position going? 
Like nobody really wants that anymore. They just want the games. And I think even the uh, the coaches want it. I think the players are starting to want it. And we heard that tempers got uh, a little flared up there uh, at the at scrimmage on Saturday, which again no one saw it because it wasn't open to anybody. But uh, kind of made me laugh of hearing that uh, the heat got to some people and that made people get a little uh, fired up and tempers flaring. Nobody uh, in any trouble or anything like that. But uh, just as we see in training camps and in fall camps. I never thought about it. I thought just, of course, the element of going against each other is going to lead to some fights, but I never thought about it in the way of with the heat because I was like, yeah, I guess that could probably lead to something if you're uh, hot as can be out there, you're sweating, you're frustrated and everything just kind of adds into a little bit more of the emotions that you can show in those practices. Uh, it could, but, you know, there are a lot of factors that go into it. But the bottom line is they're ready to play against another team and mm-hmm. see other competition. Same. Same. We all are. We're, we're at the point, I know, again, 12 days is not that far away, but I'm certainly uh, ready for just having actual games instead of talking about it and, you know, hearing about, okay, so how did this guy perform? Or, you know, how, well, what did you see from this guy today? Well, he caught some passes, and he looked good. Okay, great. So we're, we're getting closer. Just got to keep it going and got to keep finding ways uh, to make it work. That's all you got to do. But uh, let's go to the phone lines here early as we got to Chris, who's in Little Rock. What's up, Chris? Hey, man, what's going on? What's up, man? Hey, Chris. Hey, just wanted to let you know the gentleman's name that you were just thinking of, his name was Weir Schoonover. Schoonover was his last name. He's uh, the first All-American ever at the University of Arkansas. He played tight end. So you're telling and me... the reason I know this... Yeah, you're telling me, Chris, are you telling me that not only did I get the guy's number of retired wrong, but I also got the guy's name wrong, too? Like, both? I knocked that, him out? You're close, but his last name is pronounced... Schoonover, and the reason I know that is because he's from Pocahontas, Arkansas, which is where I grew up at, and uh, our stadium we play in was Schoonover Field, Schoonover Stadium. Well, there you go. Schoonover was who that was named after, so. Yeah, cause, I just caught that on the radio, and I thought I'd call in and let you guys know. Well, see, listen, you're, you're helping me out and correcting my missteps, which, of course, happens very often, but I yeah, appreciate it, because <laughs> wasn't a... Uh, it was... Uh, was that his nickname, though, was where? Wasn't that something, or was that his actual name? That's his name. That was his actual name, okay. as far as I know. His first name was where I think it was W E I R. is how it was uh, spelled. Then last name was uh, Schoonover. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, I, yeah. I'm probably getting all the uh, older players out there confused. But thanks for looking out, Chris, and letting us know, man. Hey, don't sweat, man. I'll see you guys all the time. I love the show. All right, appreciate it. Yeah. So there you go. It's not. It's Schoonover. I'm getting the uh, the name wrong, and I got the player's number wrong. So uh, yeah, so I guess I owe an apology for both Clyde Scott and for Ware Schoonover uh, here as we start off the show, but that's okay because uh, it's still getting closer to football and know that that's really what uh, people care about the most. But yeah, oh okay, so here we go. Thank you, Jimmy and Roland, who just texted in on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. I, I basically just morphed these two players together and just made up stuff. It was Clyde Smackover Scott it, that he was the one with the nickname. The one that had the number 12 retired. Okay. Thank you for all of these things that I just apparently wanted to put those two players together and make them the same person. But uh, either way, 12 days away. That's what matters. But And we're scooting over. Yeah. Uh, let's see if this – he did wear jersey number 29. Just mm-hmm. want to make sure that it was 29 okay. at Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, because I was trying to see if there was any uh, images of him in – Really couldn't find uh, anything on that, but uh, we'll, we'll report back after the uh, on the other side of the break because we have to take our break. If you want in on the conversation and also uh, keep correcting me on how my pronunciations are people that I don't even know about, that's fine because I need it. Uh, 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. We'll have a lot more Out of Bounds here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services coming up next, so stay with us. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. The Arkansas Razorbacks football team finished their fall camp with their second and final scrimmage on Saturday. Afterwards, Coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media about how he feels about his team. They're physical. The heat was a little bit of a problem with emotions today uh, that we've got to get under control. We will. And uh, we got a good culture. We, we, I think our kids like each other. I think they love each other. And they play hard. 
and you're going to win a lot of games being able to do that. we got a tough football team. We are now just 12 days away from Arkansas kicking off their season against Western Carolina at War Memorial Stadium. And tonight in the NFL, there is one preseason game. The Ravens will take on the Commanders at 7. Coverage can be seen on ESPN. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch. Jake has soccer tonight and Emily has gymnastics. Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Becky Bradley in Sherwood, or Angie Collins in Heber Springs today. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or your hip, maybe even your back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options. Take my advice and call my friends over at QC Kinetics. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all-natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people all over central Arkansas every single day with this amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged tissue. It's just like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses a concentrated healing agent from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so that they'll work like they're supposed to. And there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and no to drugs. And the consultation is free. Call QC Kinetics today at 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan here at Red River Dodge. You know, we're known for amazing deals, but this month it's going to be much better. Have you ever wanted to buy a Jeep Gladiator? Well, now's the time. Employee pricing rebates, 1.9% financing, and much more on select models. Ram, $1,500 up to $13,000 off on select units. So for all your new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Huber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. And don't forget a Red River. We deliver. God bless. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Point of parliamentary procedure. Don't screw around. They're serious this time. Take it easy. I'm in pre-law, man. Thought you pre-med. What's the difference? On 103.7 The Buzz. Give me something. Out of bounds here on Reaction Monday, folks. And we're talking about all the things that happened over the sports weekend, and there were plenty to choose from. But here's the thing. If you were watching all these great sporting events and not making money on them with the Bet Saracen app, I don't know what you were doing. You were doing it wrong, essentially, is what was going on. So if you've yet to download the Bet Saracen app, do so. Do so right now. Well, unless you're driving. Then wait until uh, you have your phone on you, and then you can download it on your iPhone or on your Android. It's really simple to do, too. Just go to the App Store. And you download it. And when you open it up, it's going to ask for some login information. You put in your login information, you put in your account, and you are rolling. You'll be able to get any money withdrawn out of your account, put into betting. And then when you win, it's instant back to you. 
it's so convenient how the Bet Saracen app makes it for each and every one of us to be able to bet on all these sporting events. So you got college football that's going to be starting up this week in week zero. We know that. Uh, the NFL will be here before you know it. So Major League Baseball going on. And still have all the great specials with Bet Saracen. So check it out for yourself. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And you will be having a lot more fun with all the sporting events with Bet Saracen. So again, download it today on the Apple Store or on your Android. Or you can check them out online at BetSaracen.com. Against Reaction Monday here on Out of Bounds. And over the weekend, we had a Razorback football scrimmage from Sam Pittman. And one of the things that uh, he was talking about is uh, just how uh, the morning practices have been a lot different for the Heat and how it's honestly been uh, a lot more beneficial for them overall. In camp, I think I think you have to talk to your kids. To a man, they really liked the early morning practices, and uh, we're going to keep that. I mean, they liked it. They practiced hard. We're going to be ready for the heat on in two weeks because we got two weeks of afternoon practice. Before you ask me about the air conditioner, it's supposed to be ready to go on Monday. So the heat was supposed to be uh, something that maybe hindered them a little bit, but the offensive line was the one that needed the help as they just could not figure out a way to block uh, Jeff Coat, who has been just phenomenal this fall camp for the Razorbacks. I mean, it's hard to, you know, you got seven, he just walked in, you got him coming off the edge. That's a, I mean, that's a bad man sitting back there, and, and it's going to take a really good offensive line, you know. And here's the other thing with him uh, we're not going into the scrimmage saying, okay, we're going to slide to him, we're going to chip him, we're going to do all those things. We're trying to see if we got somebody that can block him. So a lot of praise going for Trajan Jeff Coat, the transfer from Missouri, and uh, they got some uh, high praise there from Sam Pittman. And, you know, the term bad man, when you ever hear about that, it's like, you, you know, you think about certain players that you would always consider. So I, it's like, I don't know if Jeff Coates going to end up being one of those. Hopefully he ends up being one. But it's like when you think of bad man like in, in history, whether it's Razorback football or just in general, like who's the first one that pops up when you think of a bad man? Just going to be D-Mac. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think D-Mac is – I mean, D-Mac you could probably put in any category for the most positive just because – he was kind of the jack of all trades, but uh, I think of, of course, like a Steve Atwater too. You know how, how great he was at safety. Uh, I think of a Kanoy Kennedy. Remember how hard he would hit uh, Tony Bua, throw him into the mix. Uh, Drake Greenlaw. A lot Greenlaw. of safeties in there. Yeah, a lot of safeties. Uh, Drake Greenlaw I thought was uh, was a really good one, and even Trey Flowers maybe uh, gets forgotten a little bit. But man, that guy. Uh, he seemed unblockable at, at times going up against a lot of those teams. But, yeah, just bad man is kind of a vague thing to where you can kind of, like, you know when you see a type of deal. You know when you see a bad man. And that's why I thought it was funny that he coined it uh, that way. Because Stephen A. Smith had always talked about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that was his goal coined yeah, exactly. nickname. Yeah, so as a bad man. But hopefully uh, Jeff Code actually ends up being a bad man because that's a big one. In fact, we had somebody on the Southern Structural Solution text line from the 501 says Dan Hampton would be another one. A great example. Uh, not only a great Razorback, but an NFL Hall of Famer at the defensive line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was big time. All-American, high draft pick, everything. Mm. He, had, uh, he had it all. And was he was on the Super Bowl winning team for the Bears, right? Yeah. So, yeah, man, that's, that's a heck of a career right there. If you think about all the accolades that you got, uh, it's hard to beat something like that, especially then since he played at Arkansas. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Well, Nixon Russellville's not there anymore, but that's okay. Uh, also from our Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, Dakota says, uh, talking about Bet Saracen, he says, Bet Saracen pick of the day, the Ravens minus one and a half. So. <laughs> we know that they put forth that effort to win every preseason game. It's 24. And some, some of that is just by coincidence. Is it 24 straight wins, I think, something it, like that? Yeah, it's somewhere, and they keep adding to the record. Whatever the record is, they have it, and they're adding to it. That's it's Again, it's weird. It doesn't really matter, but it's still pretty incredible that they've been able to win so many straight preseason games and, and getting out of it. Uh, 501 says, uh, Aaron Rodgers is just a bad person. That's why he's called a bad man. <laughs> so, well, heard the stories of him and some of his uh, relationships that he's had, too, but... Yeah, there, there, again, there's a few of them. In fact, we've already had on uh, Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors, we had a few uh, that have already been chiming in on bad na- uh, bad men on Razorback football history. And there's been a, a lot of those that have been thrown into the mix. And, you know, like people saying like Lloyd Phillips, Billy Ray Smith, Martrell Spate, Wayne Martin, uh, also uh, Ken Hamlin was another one that got thrown in there. Forgot about him. All defensive players mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, not really any offensive. Uh, Jermaine Petty, Tony Bua. 
Yeah, so I guess when you think of de- uh, bad men, maybe it's just defense is kind of what's your first idea. Is. I think Sean Andrews would be in that category because from day one he steps on campus as a freshman and he's more talented than anybody there. That dude was dominating, absolutely dominating uh, from from the get go. And then uh, remember it was, that was the first time I ever heard speaking of Sean Andrews. The first time I ever heard of the injury or at least being sat out because of nasal polyps. Is that was uh, I guess the Independence Bowl, I believe it was that year he sat out that because that was during a time too where not many players would sit out for bowl games if they were getting ready for the NFL draft or whatever. But I remember Aaron, uh, Sean Andrews couldn't play because of nasal polyps. I'm like I don't even know what that is. Had to look it up at the time. He was just ready to go, ready to get his NFL career started. Yeah, can't can't really blame him for that. Uh, also uh, from Buddy on the text line says Matt Jones was a bad man. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, there's your offensive player right there. You have. Matt Jones, and also from the 501, says Little Rock native Cedric Cobbs was a bad man. So, yeah, keep, here again, it's up to your own uh, description and your own definition there. But yeah, keep those coming of uh, who you think is the bad men of uh, Razorback football there. Because I'm sure there's a lot in history that is to be discussed. But over the weekend, too, there were some uh, other uh, fun events. And again, we'll have best and worst of the weekend in the, in the second hour and talking about that. But uh, I also... Did get to watch or at least see some of the highlights, too, Joe, of the fight, which I guess was a major upset and, and what happened over the weekend. I know we were at Twin Peaks last Friday talking about uh, them showing the fight there at Twin Peaks, but uh, that's what I always like where I don't know much about the, the fights. I don't know much about who's doing what, but it's more about when I see the reactions of who wins usually tells me a good indication of how exactly it went down. But There are upsets because of the wagers and because of the lines that are on it, but you see that a lot more in MMA fights as opposed to boxing. So even though, you know, there's going to be a favorite, there's going to be an underdog in every fight, you see a lot of times that plus money wins in MMA because it only takes one shot, a submission. There are a lot of different ways to go about winning. I saw that, uh, I guess it was on ESPN social media with the, when they've had the video of the, of the knockout. Uh, somebody said, and I guess it makes sense, Greg, you know it's a big deal or how big of a deal it is or how big of an upset, whatever it is, if they show, like, the entire, like, knockout and celebration and everything afterwards, like, in one clip. Normally, it's just, like, a quick thing, and it's like, there it is. But as with O'Malley or whatever, he was uh, pretty, just kept wailing on the guy and ended up winning. So it showed that at least, again, whether it's betting or whatever, it was a, it was a major upset because the reaction of it was was pretty tremendous. We talked to Sabrina Woodall at uh, Twin Peaks on Friday, and she was really excited because she liked Sean O'Malley, and she was able to benefit from the fight mm. by Sean O'Malley winning. So not only uh, getting the win, but uh, being the underdog, having the having the better payout for that too. Yeah. So and this is the you know it was great timing because this is the last time he's going to be plus money moving forward. He's going to be the favorite. Mm. Oh, that's just the way it was. Uh, again, I, I don't watch fight all that much, but man, they just kept wailing on the guy. I kept wondering if they were going to like step in, and like at what point do they know to step in? You know, like that's kind of the thing. See, that one was kind of tough. Also, uh, I mean, you can't question that they ended the fight when they did, but usually it's when a fighter is not moving, when they're not making an effort, and he was still making an effort and moving because there was some discussion about that after the fight, but he wasn't really able to fully defend himself. So. It was along that fine line. He's moving, and so he's showing effort, but at the same time, he's not really able to defend himself. So the ref felt it was appropriate to step in and, and stop it. I mean, I get it. It's, I, they know a lot more about it than, than what I would. But uh, So it's like, is it just moving in general, like just any sort of extremity? If you're moving at all, that's you just keep going? No, or no, is it, that you're making an effort where, you know, if somebody – you're trying to counter what somebody is doing. Gotcha. So he was – you know, he was making an effort of getting out of the way of the punches. It's not like he was just getting wailed on and mm. couldn't get out of the way. He was moving, trying to avoid the punches. I guess uh, I guess it makes sense because it's like you don't want to step in when you don't have to. But if someone's not moving, you kind of have a good indication that it's over. But uh, In, in the beginning, uh, with the initial punch that knocked him down, there was some question right away, was he out? And once he fell, Sean O'Malley even kind of paused for a minute and waited to see if he was out before just, you know, trying to finish the fight. Yeah, I was, uh, like, again, watching highlights of that. And, of course, I watched the, the rough and rowdy fights from Marshall, which is always pretty humorous. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's when you see it in action and you see, you know, how much the, the training and the buildup and everything that comes along with it to, 
uh, see a fight like that and for it to end that way. And I'm not saying this will happen for O'Malley or anybody, but it's always, uh, to me, shows maybe the beginning of someone's start of being like an all-time great, you know, or being mentioned in the same breath as a lot of people. Well, they're already making the comparisons with Conor McGregor and the personality, the tats, you know, it's, it's all similar. And just the way his career has gone so far. And then the, the difference between boxing and MMA, boxing, you get a knockdown. Somebody has the opportunity to get up. If they get up, then the fight continues on for the most part. And uh, if they don't, of course, it's over. But MMA is more of that Mortal Kombat type mentality where it's like you got to finish the fight. Yeah, not just knock down, but uh, finish them off and uh, make sure that they don't get back up. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun though to see the mainly the reactions to it too and people hyping him up. Uh, also, in some other news, uh, speaking about the Razorback football side of things, the uh, AP preseason All American list came out, and Arkansas actually had a representative as Rocket Sanders is listed as a preseason second team All American. So congratulations uh, to him. Where the first team running backs were actually Blake Corum of Michigan, not surprising, and Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss. Uh, which, Neither are surprising. Yeah, which I, honestly, that's going to be you know a lot of things to watch in the SEC this year in general, but I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to see how those two running backs with Rocket and Quinshawn, knowing that both of them are you know, the, the top two that gets listed in everything and talked about the most, uh, how's that rushing title going to go? Like, Is it going to be where they can replicate the year that they had this past season? Because there's that expectation. But also, uh, will one of those guys end up being the SEC rushing leader, or will there be somebody else that steps up? Uh, it'll be a fun little race to watch uh, how that how that plays out, and especially since Judkins is only a sophomore, right? Yeah. 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 Great true freshman season he had. Mm-hmm. And in that offense, uh, we know that it's uh, it's one that really benefits players and gets the numbers going too. But yeah, that that was no surprise to see them. And of course, Caleb Williams, first team All American at the quarterback position, and second team was Drake May at North Carolina. So yeah, not not any major developments or surprises there, but still. Nice to have uh, Rocket Sanders uh, represented uh, on the and, and they do it the right way with the AP where there's only two teams. No, we don't need three. You know, we don't need a, the third team preseason All American. That's it's like just what's the point of that other than just to get graphics and stuff put up about you? There's there's no reason for that. Uh, let's see from our Southern Structural Solution text line. Uh, also have uh, chats coming in about the the bad men of uh, Razorback football. He says offensive bad men is Barry Foster and Peyton Hillis. Uh, bad on and off the field was Mark Pierce and Sasha Lancaster. Yeah, well, that's a good list. Yeah, we know we remember those guys too. And then uh, yeah, someone else said Mark Pierce, and then someone in five hundred one said John L. Smith was a bad man. Yeah, probably <laughs> in a, for a different in a bad reason. way. Mm-hmm. Probably for the uh, the different reason that uh, would be listed out. But yes, I guess technically uh, it would be considered to be a bad man that people well, will will remember for uh, all the wrong reasons. So. Uh, also, in uh, some uh, some golf news too, I thought this was funny over the weekend, where we know you know getting closer to the Ryder Cup and having some automatic qualifiers, there's some qualifiers trying to be there, and well, I'm sure we'll talk about Brooks Kepka here in a bit, but I did see from uh, the BMW Championship on Saturday that a fan got ejected because he was allegedly, I love how it puts it this way, allegedly yelling, "Pull it!" while Max Homa was attempting a short putt on the 17th green. And Homa said that the fan had $3 on him to actually miss the putt. So That's th- no good. That was bad. And then the PGA has to come out and say, uh, there's no uptick in fans aiming to distract golfers this year. They say that it isn't rampant. Of course, for our security team, we want to make sure our players have the proper arena to compete in. But there's been nothing outside the ordinary since... Gaming has become e uh, since it's gone legal, so there's no problems there. But uh, this, I, I know the zone was talking about it too. But man, I don't know what you can do about stuff like that. Like, what can you do? Uh, kick them out, and yeah. it'll deter it. Yeah, I, I mean, and if you kick them out, it, you know that's that's one thing too. But I still think that at times you'll probably see r- random people. Maybe not just as simple as this, but maybe some random people try to get involved or try to do things, if they have a lot of money bet on this one thing, whatever it may be, uh, they, they got to deter it, but, mm, you know, it's they, these are the things that I know people were nervous about when it came to sports betting, uh, even though it's not rampant, and golf is one of the few sports, I also believe, where doing something like that can actually distract, you know, 
change the game. Something just yelling something. Because if you go to a football game or basketball game, baseball game, odds are you yelling something's not going to affect anything. But, you know, on golf, someone's in their backswing and it's quiet and you do something like that. That can impact it, but I don't think it's going to be a major problem. It's almost a difference in individual and team sports because with golf and tennis, there is a sense of being quiet while the action is going on. And then with baseball, football, basketball, you know, that's what the crowd is there for. Mm -hmm. That's what the fans are doing. They're making noise. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, what, uh, I don't know if you could do it, but I always think about the movie Happy Gilmore. Just have it to where you're getting all the crowd into it while you're about to swing, so that way you don't have to worry about it. Uh, anybody being quiet, but I, I doubt that's the case. I just find it like oh, this guy that was doing it, the fan that's yelled, pull it. And if it was the case that it was for a $3 bet that he had on him to miss the putt, uh, then that's one thing. But I just want to ask that guy, be like, man, was that worth it though? Like all that getting kicked out and, and yelling that and, you know, becoming a story to where you get talked about. Maybe that's was part of it. He's one of the attention, but is that really worth all of that just to, Try to distract somebody from missing a putt to get you on a $3 bet? Hopefully not. No, not at all. Hopefully not. And that's why if they do take certain measures as far as kicking people out, it sends the message not only to the person that's doing it, but everybody around them, and they don't want to be kicked out. No. And even uh, Max Homa went on to say that uh, he made the five-foot putt, but he also says that People intentionally trying to distract golfers are pretty rare. He says he loves people that can gamble on golf, but that is the one thing that I can be worried about. It's always on my mind. Just kind of be on us to stay focused or whatever, but it's annoying when it happens. Fans are great about being quiet when we play. I think they're awesome, but when everybody, anybody ever talks, it's so unintentional. They don't know we're hitting. It just sucks when it's incredibly intentional. So, Well, I think he's, you know, don't know exactly the extent, but he's probably kicked out and I guess there's a way you could probably ban them, right, from every PGA event later or at least make sure that they can't attend another PGA event at any point. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be to that extent, but you just want to send the message from the start. And if it does become a problem, if it happens again, then maybe you do take those measures to make sure that they don't attend any other events. Yeah, you don't want to get to the point to where it's becoming such a problem that it's a storyline and taken away from the golfers and then you have to... You know, crack the hammer down on other fans that are following by the rules because that's always the most disappointing thing is when anything in sports not necessarily like this but just anything in sports that will have it to where one fan does something or a few fans do something or one isolated event there's an overcorrection to almost take away from some of the enjoyment that 99.99% of the other fans are fine with and are able to do and it takes something away from them that's always like kind of the disappointing thing that uh, can happen if it becomes too much of a problem. So hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not running rampant, and hopefully uh, this doesn't need to ha- won't happen again. But they need to crack down on people like this and kick them out and ban them so have some sort of punishment for them because that's going to be problematic for them too. And then uh, also, uh, speaking of golf, you know, Brooks Kepa he did lose out on his automatic Ryder Cup berth. However, since he's not among six of the automatic qualifiers, he was right there as fifth in the Ryder points, but he fell to seventh after uh, Homa as well as uh, Xander. Tied for 5th and 8th, and some people are saying that he still deserves to be on the Ryder Cup regardless of not being an automatic qualifier. We'll see if that actually happens. Yeah, he can be a captain's pick. Mm. Well, maybe he'll get picked. We'll see. Uh, But we have a lot more coming up here on Out of Bounds. Folks, we got what's trending in the world of sports, which will dive into some of the headlines, storylines, some things we got to get into. And we'll continue on with your phone calls and text messages here on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services at 501-661-1037. More Out of Bounds coming up next. Stay with us. from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is creating new traditions for our players, like Margaret from Conway. I always play 2004, 20, and 4. That's Mr. Biscuit's adoption year. When we win, I'm going to give him the life he always dreamed of. Isn't that right, Mr. Biscuit? Your numbers, your game. Play Lotto every Wednesday and Saturday for your chance to match six and get rich. Only two bucks per play. Call or text 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. 
tired of all that laboring? Get ready to take a break from hard work with Lazy Boy's Labor Day Sale. Save up to 50% off store-wide. From cozy couches to stylish sectionals, Lazy Boy has everything you need to create the perfect living space and a chair that's all yours. A wide selection of furniture for every room. With unbeatable prices, upgrade your home decor without breaking the bank. Don't miss out on your chance to save big. Visit Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor. Shackle for galleries of Little Rock today. Have something to say to 1037 The Buzz? Say it all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask questions, and tell your opinions all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Asher Wrecker and Recovery under new ownership. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. Attention seafood lovers, Eat My Catfish is back open in Little Rock. The new Eat My Catfish in Riverdale is located in the Riverdale Shopping Center beside the movie theater and Ace Hardware. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. Family Markets, with stores located in Pangburn, Malvern, and Shannon Hills. You can think of them as neighborhood staples, where the butchers still cut and pack their own meat, where the produce is always fresh, and customer service is a top priority. And with over 100 years of experience and knowledge in the grocery business, the management team at Family Markets is dedicated to bringing you the best shopping experience possible. So why not stop by and check them out today? Family Markets, the way grocery shopping should be. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him being number, number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody That's better look at right this guy. He's the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May. Number five, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give him a call, 501-982-2102. Great deals on Silverados and Equinox. 1.9% financing is available when financing through GM and a well-qualified buyer. $2,500 off a new Equinox and save up to 9000 on a new Silverado and trade in an old cell phone and get $500 down towards your next ride. And that's through the month of August, so make sure you take advantage of the deals at Guadney Chevrolet. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. 
is Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds, and we're reacting to everything over in the sports world. So call or text in if you want in on it, 501-661-1037, as well as get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. And we know with uh, the amount of things that happened over the sports weekend, we've had some some stories, some headlines, but also uh, a lot of things going on in the NFL world and even some uh, some more college football stuff. But, hey, listen, that's this time of year. It's what happens. So let's go ahead and jump into what's trending in the world of sports. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? A few things happening, at least in the NFL. Looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to be making his debut for the New York Jets in the preseason finale against the Giants. This is what a source confirmed to ESPN as well as Rich Samini. So for those that uh, were waiting to see the Aaron Rodgers project uh, with the New York Jets here in the preseason, myself, uh, it looks like at least according to sources, I'll have a chance to check it out. So the Battle of New York up there in the preseason game and I get to see Aaron Rodgers in jet green in a actual somewhat kind of a game for the Jets for the first time ever. So that's great. Yeah, that's one that people get excited about every year. Jets, Giants, being in the same city. And um, Aaron Rodgers getting with a new team. First time he's played preseason in a while. Yeah, it's uh, in fact, uh, Aaron Rodgers said recently, quote, I wouldn't mind playing in the preseason. I wouldn't mind if Robert said, hey, we are going to go. Let's do it. So he says he wouldn't mind. Well, looks like... Uh, He's getting his wish there. He's going to have a chance to, to come out there and, and play. So looking forward to that. And also in some other news, too, this is a, a wild thing. We this, The story about Joe Mixon, the uh, Bengals running back, who has had some uh, run-ins, at least uh, in off-the-field situations. Well, uh, he declined to speak to reporters in his first practice after he's found not guilty in an aggravated, menacing case. And it was kind of fascinating because not only after Sunday's practice, he declined to speak to reporters, but then he announced that he would be boycotting questions from specific reporters who represent the following outlets, Sports Illustrated, the Cincinnati Inquirer, Pro Football Network, and ESPN. He said, quote, it's not happening. So I guess holding a a bit of a grudge there and taking issue with some of the reporting that was going on uh, with this case as he was found not guilty, but... Uh, apparently, uh, he's going to do that protest. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know how, how much it's going to be involved. But He eliminated yeah. a lot of sources there, so he's not going to be talking to many people. I'd say, like, as far as nationally goes, too. I mean, ESPN Pro Football Network and Sports Illustrated, pretty big ones. The Cincinnati Inquirer, though, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is one of, if not the biggest outlet there locally in Cincinnati. So, uh, But either way, he's, uh, he's shutting that all down. So I guess if you want some report, hey, if I was a reporter that wasn't part of that, I'd be tickled pink. I'd be like, man, now I get, well, I get a chance to talk to him. The thing is, though, they congregate around players' lockers. And if he sees somebody from a certain outlet, he's just going to shut it down and not answer any questions. Mm. Could he just, like, sit there and maybe if they ask it, just not say anything and, like, go to the next person? Like, could it, could I guess but he could do that. He, he could, but they're still, you know, with his in his mind, they're still going to have the access mm-hmm. if they're sitting there at his locker. Mm. Just do the old Marshawn Lynch thing, you know, just here so I don't get fined, you know. And uh, what, what was it? The, there were one time when he said a one-word answer, was it just, yeah, at every question that got asked, something like that? Yeah, just, just be that guy. That's one way to go about it. Yeah. It worked for, worked for old Marshawn, that's for sure. Uh, also, in uh, some other news, too, I didn't realize that USC still did not have an athletic director. I was not aware of this. Apparently, they didn't, but they have hired, officially, Washington's Jennifer Cohen as their new athletic director. So not only has USC uh, left the, uh, the Pac-12, but they also stayed within the old Pac-12, but I guess new Big Ten, because Washington's in there, too, and took the AD. I don't know. But anyways, she, she's going to become the new athletic director for USC, uh, which uh, is going to be leaving right at the 2024-2025 academic year and the controversial departure of former athletic director Mike Bond. So I 
I just didn't know uh, that it had gone on that long that they didn't have an AD, but I guess they have an athletic director now. Well, the interim has to feel bad. Did the job all that time and <laughs> didn't even get considered. Yeah, didn't even get the, the benefit of the doubt there. Because well, wasn't it... It was Lynn Swan was the athletic director for a bit, At right? one time. At yep. one time. I feel like the USC, which is a huge brand and a huge school with a lot of academic success and a lot of means to be so, they've had uh, quite a few, in fact, probably too many in their mind, athletic directors coming and going over the past 10 years. Been too well, many. they're always looking out for people who are of the USC brand. And so for the most part, that's what they've done. And, you know, whether that's, in some people's eyes, a mistake or not, to go about it that way, it has created a lot of turnover. Well, speaking of uh, this thing with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, uh, I'm cracking up at this thing because uh, this is according to On3 Sports. Uh, Michigan has now self-imposed a three-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh because, for those of you who may not remember, the NCAA originally was going to suspend him for four games to start the year. But then the NCAA Infractions Committee rejected that and essentially said it's not harsh enough or they want more or whatever it may be. But they also mentioned the possibility of having Michigan do self-imposed sanctions. Well, I guess this is their self-imposed sanctions of giving him three games suspension at this point. And then the way to go about that, if there's some back and forth and the NCAA doesn't agree, now it's going to go before an arbitrator and they'll let them decide. And so... That's what Michigan wants in this sense because if they put a punishment out there and it's served, then a lot of times the arbitrator is not going, especially not for a full season or something that the NCAA was talking about, an arbitrator is not going to go that far. No, not at all. And I'd, I'd like to know, I'm sure it's happened, but like how many times have you seen or heard of head football coaches in college football not only being suspended for a quarter of the beginning of the season or whatever, but like on a team that's number two in the country, you know, like that does not happen very often. And I can understand Michigan's whole thing where they're like, man, this is a, this is a big year. We know what wins and losses can do and the difference it can make in college football playoff. We're trying to win a national championship. They feel like they're good enough to. So they're just trying to make sure that their coach is out there as much as possible. But you know, the NCAA is trying to do their job too. So it's just a, a very – and the season just starts, you know, in 12 days. So it's not like they have a lot of time to, to figure this out. But uh, I'll be interested to see what the final result ends up being if there actually could be some sort of result resolved here soon. That's that's going to be the key. But we'll have some more headlines to talk about as Out of Bounds goes on because we're already at the top of the hour. When we come back, Andrew Ellis of HogSports.com will join us, talk a little bit about Razorback Fall Camp and some of the bad men that apparently uh, Sam Pittman's been seeing, but knowing that uh, we're basically, I guess, over with fall camp, then it goes into full practice. Apparently there's a difference, but either way, Andrew Ellis will join us. We'll talk about that and a lot more. Second of Hour Bounds coming up next here on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the Zone, presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club. An all-indoor pickleball facility coming soon to Little Rock Athletic Club online at LRAC.com. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Hey, Bubba, what is that thing? That's one of them new traffic cameras that the Freeway Patrol just installed. Why, Bubba? Wish we 